Welcome to Bubbly Bibbly, the podcast about books and bubbles, literature and libations, authors and alcohol. We love books and bubbly. We are friends who offer a curated book review section on our website and a hilarious podcast. We discuss books, drinks, and stories from our lives. I'm Rachel. And I am Carmen. I really appreciate the time and research you put into these episode outlines. Sometimes I chuckle when I see what the episode title is coming up, but you and I came up with this one together. Oh my gosh, Rachel. It makes me, it makes me giggle. I'm tickled by it even now. I'm still laughing. Okay. I was on the phone with you one night shortly after having a bit of a breakdown while watching the new documentary on Val Kilmer. Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. Tell me about this. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to try to tell you without crying Um, because it's still, oh my God. So you and I are both women who are, we're coming up during the prime of Val Kilmer. I mean, top, top gun. Oh my God. Val Kilmer. Um, So he's, he's five years older than we are. And one of the most gorgeous people ever placed on this planet. He is so fucking beautiful. Those lips. I mean, (laughs) oh my God. But he's also very talented. Yes. I remember seeing him on Top Gun. That beach volleyball scene just made me happy, happy, happy. And he, I... I think he was the best Doc Holiday ever. Ever in the movie Tombstone, ever. yes. Um, and then he got throat cancer, which has which come, sucks. Oh, oh my God. You know, and he's over the cancer, thank goodness, but he had two tracheotomies. And right. it it has completely taken away any future roles we could have enjoyed him in. And the documentary is very clear that he still has a a lot of stuff to share, like on the inside. He's still so witty and he's funny, but, you know, he can't talk unless he covers up this hole in his throat and hardly anyone can understand him. And it's just, he can't eat Rachel. He has to feed himself through a feeding tube. And I can only watch about 15 or 20 minutes before I get so overwhelmed with sadness that we will never get more of him that I have to turn it on to something else. But maybe he'll do something with his, I mean, his hands or he'll write or he'll do something else. He'll find another outlet. He's too creative not to. Yes. But, okay. So, yes, while we were chatting, you were telling me about a book that you just finished and didn't like it. Oh, my God. How the One-Armed Sister Sweeps Her House by Sherry Jones. Okay, I'm still laughing at that. (laughs) I don't, that title is crazy. Yeah, you know, I went to look at a few reviews when I was really struggling with whether or not to finish it. And I saw that Good Morning America chose it as one of their books of the month. And I mean, wow, it was just... I know. So we started thinking about our own bookshelves and the various books filling them. Some are given to us and some we bought and then some we were in a different reading frame of mind, apparently. And some, well, 
who knows why we have them. So in this episode, Carmen and I are going to talk about some books that we look on our shelf and think, why the fuck is that on my shelf? Did you read the James Patterson book for our shared book club? The Summer House, right? Yes. I'm currently reading it now. I'm about halfway through. Um, I'm not finished with it, but I'm loving how Patterson and Du Bois, Du Bois, do you pronounce the S? I'm not sure. I think I would say Du Bois. Okay. Not, e- not even close. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to choose A, B, or C. Yeah. I'm going to uh, give you a- Give me a pass on that. Okay, yes. collaborate. They collaborated on this story, and I love how it is working through this military investigation kind of angle. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, it's a really intense story, and I'm enjoying it. I really yes. am enjoying it. You know, my dad, uh, he retired from the United States Army as a command sergeant major, and um, I asked him. He was at Fort Benning, which is where the Ranger School for the Army is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I asked him if the Rangers were really that tight knit, so that they were like yes. they. And that's what he said. He said, yes, that is exactly how it is. And if you are a ranger, um, if you meet another ranger, you don't need to know anything else about him and you will do anything it takes for him. So I I think that's very cool. I am currently reading The Accident by Natalie Borelli. And I'm not sure where I saw this book recommended, but my library had this title available on ebook, so I got it, but I'm not going to finish it. I'm going to check it back in maybe. (laughs) No, I am not going to. Yeah, I can see what's coming from a mile away, and I am just not interested. Um, It's much like the... um, movie I care a lot I think it's a series where a woman takes advantage of wealthy people in nursing homes and yeah yeah, I just I don't I'm totally honest in that um anyway I think instead I'm gonna pick up a book recommended by my friend Kathy Between Shades of Grey by Ruta Cepetis and has nothing to do with Fifty Shades of Grey Let's just make that very, very fucking clear right now. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, it's between shades of gray. And um, I am very interested. It's set in Lithuania when the Soviets were taking over in 1941 because I can't get that. that would be interesting. Yeah, I I can't get that far away from World War II, I guess. (laughs) This started Farley Field by Reese Bowman. Bowen. And I got to say, it's really good. After our last episode on historical fiction, uh, doing some of my own research, I came across this book. It's won many awards, which I know doesn't mean much, but I'm reading this. It's like watching Masterpiece Theater on BBC. It takes place in the home of Lord Westerham, and the story involves his five daughters. So it's got a dead soldier, Germans, British spies, just lots of drama in this book it's caught me from the start so rachel you, are you I telling know. me that you're reading a world war ii book as well I that am. cracks me up oh my gosh that cracks me up okay so what are you drinking uh tonight i am drinking a vesper martini oh 
Bougie. Mm-hmm. I'm bougie AF. Um, it's got two ounces of gin, half an ounce of vodka, and a quarter of an ounce of Lillet Blanc. Now, I made the mistake of calling it Lillet uh, with my um, my favorite wine shop owner, and he very quickly and uh, what without, is that Lillet, Lillet Blanc? It is, is that- a it it is a wine it's like a macerated fruit wine concoction okay yeah and it's um it's it's got a very you can even sip it by itself it's got a very distinct flavor um but the drink is from ian fleming's 1953 james bond book titled Casino Royale. And the cocktail is named after the beautiful female character in the book that Bond falls in love with. And through some uh, comical banter, he uh, he makes this drink up and ex- instructs the bartender how to make it. Now, usually he is only making his cocktails with, with gin, but he, he says this time to add the vodka and the lillet, um, and then instead of an olive, he puts in a warmed lemon peel and warm just I by your that. hand and, um, a, and and kind of a big swath, you know, of really thin sliced lemon peel. Um, but so it's named after Vesper. It's, pretty a drink. it's a pretty drink. It is a pretty, well, any, any cocktail if done well. Yeah. Oh, yes. Exactly. Um, but Bond never drinks it again in any of the following books, probably because the way Casino Royale ended. And if that does dum, not dum, dum. if that does not make you want to read it, I don't even want to know you. <laughs> what are you? Well, what are you? Okay, so I am drinking WTF Punch. What? Yes, I found a drink that is called WTF Punch. It is, and this, okay, this is so redneck. I love it. It's <laughs> sweet tea, um, but I use Yorkshire Gold to make my sweet tea because I'm a little bougie. Oh, okay, I, if you, if you don't use Milo's tea, then you're not 100% redneck. I know, right? Okay, so you could use Milo's, but I use Yorkshire Gold. Anyway, a quite a bit of Jack Daniels in it, a <laughs> splash of ginger ale, and a little lemon juice. With lot, you just serve it on lots of ice. Oh. It's really rather delicious. I gotta tell you, <laughs> that sounds good. Oh my gosh i I would be really interested in the proportions of that. That sounds like one we need to add to our cocktail page. I, I'll get you the proportions, but why do you need to measure anything out? <laughs> you know, my dad, my dad asked me, we have, my mom and dad and I have lunch every Friday and um, my dad, I was talking about okay, a drink. Start, can we just stop? I love that right there. That's oh one thing gosh. I love about you and your parents. You know, I and your I dad and your mom and I, I can't just see them your, enough. I cannot I, see them so, enough. I just side note. I just wanted to say I love that. But anyway, go ahead. Friday. Um, so I was talking to him about a new cocktail that I made up and um, I might tell you about it on, on a future episode because Ooh, it was really good. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. But he said, well, what, what are their proportions? How much tequila do you put in it? And I said, I, I said, well, I don't measure, but it's a glug, glug, glug. Keep- yeah. And you know, and that's a proportion. 
when you've got a handle and you you're pouring it and it's it comes through that little plastic thing you know that's stuck in the bottles the glug 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 is a measurement i'm gonna tell you if you count to five it's a cup if you're pouring and you go one two three four five that's a cup i totally get that yes yes so i get your glug 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 yeah thank you thank you rachel Now, Rachel, I know you are far from a prude, but I must point (laughs) out that you do have a much cleaner mouth than I do, uh, especially, well, when it comes to any kind of conversation at all. Um, I don't know. Okay. Well, I, when I was writing that you would introduce the episode, like you do 99% of the time, I must admit, I did not know if you would say, fuck. Ah! Would you think I was going to go F star, 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 star? (laughs) I mean, why the fuck would you think I wouldn't say it? (laughs) Wink, wink. Wink, wink, nod, nod. See what I did? See what I did? Uh, I do, yes. Uh, well, it was so funny uh, when we were chatting because when we fell on this idea, I immediately thought, this episode's going to write its own damn self. It, I mean, it I, did. Yes. I had um, so many books laid out here. that. I, did oh, you wow. have to go to your bookcases to find titles that didn't belong there? Or did you have them in mind already? Um, it was both. I knew I had some doozies in there. And then when I went in there, I actually discovered a few little hidden gems. <laughs> well, I had to go and look at my titles. I I have what I think are a lot of books, um, but by other standards, I probably don't. But what <laughs> what criteria did you use for the the what the fuck? Well, for me, it was... These books that just stood out like a sore thumb, you know, and then there were a few that when I looked at them and I thought, well, why in the world are you there? (laughs) And, and even John and I, I was showing him a couple tonight and he was like, what is this book? You know, so (laughs) that's the criteria. What? (laughs) Um, Oh, what about you? Yeah. yeah, I looked at each book's spine, and if I didn't have a, a visceral negative reaction, <laughs> I didn't add it. Um, but if I did, um, as we said, think, what the actual fuck I added it. So it was pretty simple for me. Well, that's pretty straightforward uh, for both of us. So let's regroup and come back to share some titles and authors. And listen, remember that everyone has different tastes when it comes to what you like and don't like. So it's fine. There's no judgment here. It's a safe space. Um, You know, as you remember, Carmen didn't like Eleanor Orlefant is completely fine. And the rest of the planet loved it. It's (laughs) fine. We, We can agree to disagree here. Thank you for using me as an example, bitch. (laughs) Um, I'll go first because this is going to be political and I want to get that part over with. So I I actually... Giggling already. I have two books by Bill motherfucking Clinton. Why why two? Two. 
Not just I one. I have no idea. I will admit that I did vote for him at least once, maybe twice. I don't remember. But I'm not I'm not sure uh, about my my thought process at that time. Now, did uh, he actually write them, do you think? Or Rachel, I don't ghost- know. Okay. Did you read? Okay. I mean, Go is ahead. that even a point? No, it's not <laughs> really. <laughs> I mean, did Jane Patter- James Patterson actually write Summer House? Who knows? Who knows? Right. Okay. <laughs> um, the only thing I can think of is that someone either gave one of these to me as a gag gift or I bought one because they were practically giving it away. I do not remember buying them. I don't remember ever reading them. I am not a fan of political nonfiction. So this was a complete surprise to me. And um, I am, am not a Democrat or Republican. I am very much an independent, you know, I vote for the best person, whether or not they're in, you know, either party. And honestly, I'll probably put both of these on paperback swap when we finish this episode. Oh, okay. So oh, wait a minute, though. I don't think I ever told you what they were. Did I ever tell what? you the, the name of them? No. I got on that. I got on that tangent. Oh, my God. Okay, so the first title is Putting People First, and that was when Bill Clinton was a governor, Al Gore was a senator. They wrote it together. The really? other one, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Um, the other one is Getting Back to Work by Bill Clinton, and that is... <laughs> sorry. That I'm focuses sorry. on um, the economy. Now, I will tell you that Bill Clinton is the only president in our lifetime who has had a balanced budget. Right. Okay. So I do remember that. Um, okay. But I also remember the whole Monica Lewinsky. I did not have sex with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I know. <laughs> and let me just tell you, that gives you a whole nother perspective when you send your daughter to Washington, D.C., who is the exact same age as Monica Lewinsky. Oh, yeah. 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 Gives you a whole different perspective. All right. Mm-hmm. So, okay. First off, I'm going to preface this by saying that John and I use the same bookshelf. So, I think that most of these WTFs might be his. Okay. So LOL. <laughs> we have so And he's much- not even here. Okay. We need to invite John uh, at another time um, to for rebuttal. I might bring him in here for this one, but he's not <laughs> going to argue. I have so many woodworking books that I don't even know what to do with. But anyway, oh, yeah. not only do I have one, not two, not three, not four. I have five paperback books by Debbie Maycomber. Mac- uh, Maycomber. Maycomber. I can't even say it. You have, so five? I have five? I have five paperback books by this chick. And that's, they are from- that's not even a nice paperback. That's a mass no. market. This is, remember when I say that I buy books from Publix? Uh-huh. Yeah, probably. Wow. Um, or Kroger's or whatever. These are her Cedar Cove novel series. And I don't know. Here, look. Five. Uh-uh. No. And I must have just been on a roll with them because you can read them in like two hours, maybe. I mean, you don't really have mm-hmm. to think and read. So I just must have been on a roll with them. But for some reason, I just kept these. I'm not even sure why I have them. Because like you said, they're not nice. They're very used. And I don't know. 
That's interesting. What are you going to? Well, okay, never mind. Um, yeah. My my next book in the what the fuck category is How to Be a Good Wife by Emma Chapman. <laughs> I can't even say that without laughing. I am just going to, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you. You know that. I'm just laughing at the ridiculousness of it. Yeah. Well, if you know me at all, uh, you know that I do not make a good wife. I've tried twice now and both times it has not ended well. And so I'm now a very content single woman with two cats and several firearms. And I am living my best damn life. So to see this title on my bookshelf caused me to do a little bit of a double take. How to be a good wife? What the fuck is that about? And so- exactly. I looked is it up. It, on, is there not a book on how to be a good husband? I don't even think so. <laughs> well, I looked it up on Goodreads, and when I saw what it was about, and I saw my review, I realized that hell yes, it's going to stay in my collection. Because let me just tell you, I loved it. I love that Carmen so much, and it, it, um, it does not really tell you how to be a good wife. FYI. Yeah, exactly. But it's just the title. Um, so this next book, I'm a, a little embarrassed to, I'm actually going to say this out loud to you, Carmen. Mm. Oh, dear. Um, I have a Dan Brown book on my shelf. The only thing that could be worse is for I you to have know. the entire Twilight series or Fifty no, Shades of Grey. I'm, I'm not, we're not done with this episode yet, girl. <laughs> But it's even a paperback. It's not even like a good one. Here it is. Is it another mass model? Yeah. Look. Oh, look how thick it is. And I even have, oh, I do know who got this one. This was from John. But anyway. Uh, Was that an airport read? Yeah. But it's Dan Brown. It's the Inferno. Is that like a part of a series? I, no, but I don't remember reading this because, you know, I'm not a fan of his. Right. <laughs> at all. Um, so I'm squarely placing the blame on John for this one. Oh, absolutely. So yes. There we go. That's yes. a John. Yes, that's a John book. Well, much much like your <laughs> uh, Debbie Makehomers, I have three books by Anita Shreve on my shelves. And okay, three. three. And again, okay. I looked at my Goodreads account to see that not only have I never read one of her titles, I don't have any of them marked that I want to read them. <laughs> so, okay. So, why but you have, have them on your shelf? Why have I purchased at one time or another three, three titles I, by this author? I don't know. I, I don't know either. Um, I would love for one of our listeners to let me know if I should read anything by her. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, maybe I saw them at a ridiculously low price and bought them because she was really hot at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't even know what to say, but I got to say it three times. Well, okay, so mine's very similar. So the next on my list are two books. With the same title. Oh. The Best American Short Stories. 
One is by Richard Russo, written in 2010, and the other one is by Anthony Dewar in 2019. Now, I know for a fact that I don't think I've read either one, and I'm going to say again, I'm wagering that this is a airport purchase from John. Yeah. Well, you know, and uh, when you say the same title, the best I American mean, the short same title. Yeah, that's that's kind of um, that's kind of vague, though. The best American short stories. You, I would think that there are a lot of books out there with that title. What do you think so? Hold up, I was pulling the books up. So here they are. One's orange. Okay. And one is uh, black with gold. Okay, but look up. That's that is a series because look. But that one is. But, but this one, one's not. But why does it say 2019 in the top right? Just like the other one says 2010 in the top I right. I don't know. But this one is from the author of All the Light We Cannot See. Um, but he's the he's the editor. No. This one's not. I don't know. I I, I think know. that's a series. I think they put it out every year, and I think they have a different famous author. Author edit. who picks a collection? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Well, like I said, they had the same title, but different, different whatever. I can see those would be compelling wall, uh, Walmart um, airport. <laughs> yeah. A- airport read. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, okay, next on my list is I have an old copy of Jame Michener's Legacy. And okay. Yeah, I had to look this one up too. Uh, this novel was inspired by the Iran Contra affair. So, why the fuck? <laughs> you are not political and you have a lot of political books. You know, I don't even know what to say. I think I remember buying it. I found it at a thrift store and I had never read anything by Mitchner, and this was less than 200 pages. So, there you have it. That's low damn criteria indeed. Okay. So the next book on my bookshelf, or that I just don't know why it's here, I'm going to show you the picture of it. And uh, who who does that guy look like? Do you know who I'm thinking it? I think it looks like um, Sam. Yes, exactly. What's his that name? Guy. Sam. With the mustache. So the book is by Baxter Black. Very cool name. Horseshoes. Elliot. Cow sock. Sam Elliot. Sam Elliot with the, okay. Sorry. But this is Baxter Black with horseshoes, cow socks, and duck feet. Horseshoes, cow socks, and duck feet. And duck feet. Wow. So this guy is an NPR cowboy poet and poet and former veterinarian. Okay. Um, I really don't know where this came from and why it was on my shelf. Just no words. Do you think it was a gift? Um, no, I think it has to do with J-O-H-N. Does he, did he claim responsibility for any of them? Um, he just sits there and gives me his little grin. <laughs> like... <laughs> Which is, that's, that's the answer right there. Exactly. 
here's the question, Rachel. Now that you've pinpointed some of these titles that you have no intention of reading, are you going to get rid of them or are you going to maybe rethink the possibility of diving in? No, I am getting rid of the Cedar Cove series and the Dan Brown book. I might read through the short stories, though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, let's take a, a look at the books we have on our shelves that we have read and are awful, and yet they're still on our shelves. Do you <laughs> do you have any of those? I, uh, yes. I love this guy's acting. I love him. He's great. But his book was not so great. And it's Gumption by Nick Offerman. Oh, I don't know. It just wasn't my cup of tea. And I like everything he does. He's got a podcast now and everything. Mm -hmm. He has a good commentary and he his work like his art, artistic and, and acting roles are great. But I don't know this Gumption was just not my cup of tea at all. Okay. It, was it a um like a Biogra autobiography or was it a novel? No, it was just like, you know, motivation, gumption, you know, the gumption, oh. like men being men. I don't know. Yeah, no, thanks. A little um, too, yeah, a little too much. Okay, my first one in this category is a book called Winky by Clifford Chase. And basically, it's a stuffed bear who's tired of being left behind by children who lose interest in him. So he hops off the shelf one day and he heads into the woods. Aww. And he's captured and accused by the <laughs> FB fucking eye of being behind several terrorist attacks. And they put the stuffed no. bear on trial. You know, it's like Toy Story no. gone bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. So no. I want all of you to hit up bubblybibbly.com for my review because it made <laughs> me laugh out loud. Yes. <coughs> oh, my gosh. So my next book that was on my shelf that I really didn't enjoy is Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. Gladwell has just simplified thinking to the point that it's no longer even remotely accurate. I mean, just think without thinking. Split decision making is really great until it's not. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. but it's funny because John and I just finished a series on HBO called White Lotus. Have you seen that yet, Carmen? No, I've not. On Okay, it's about it's about a hotel on Hawaii. It's really neat. And in the series, though, the characters are all reading these great books. The newlywed husband, Shane, is reading Blink. And it seems as though everything had symbolism in this show. So there was like a family, uh, this lady who just lost her husband, and, and, and then this newlywed. It was just a really neat kind of a dark... Uh, series. So oh. it was really good, though. It sounds interesting. But it was just interesting that he was reading that book and, you know. Um, I have a couple of books that I have tried several times to read and had to put them down. And I keep them because I hope to one day make it through. One is called Replay by Ken Grimwood. And it's all about a middle-aged man who wakes up when he's 18 again. And he still has all the memories of his missing 25 years. So basically, huh. he lives over and over again. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah, it's I like Groundhog's uh, Day. I don't know why it hasn't grabbed me. I don't know. All right, so for this next one, uh, please tell me you won't think less of me. This is 
safe zone. Okay, no, yes. I'm not going to say that at all. No, I'm not going to tell you then. I still have Breaking Dawn <gasps> by <laughs> Meyer on our shelf. Do you see this? So let me let me ask you. I know, is, I know. Is that the first? Is that the second one? It's the third one. Why do you have the third in a series? It, it, oh my God! Is it hardcover? And it's hardcover. It's the really nice. And look how thick it is. It's just so much crap. Oh, my, oh God, my gosh. Rachel. I, I don't know why we still have this book. The whole series is just so bad. I'm donating it tomorrow. I'm sorry. I My head is down. I <laughs> don't know that... I knew this was going to be on the list because well, I know, knew it was lot, on the shelf. A lot of people enjoyed that whole series, and it made many people very famous in the movie. And so, you know, I don't, I don't want to say anything <laughs> about the, you know, I don't want to make a, a, a comment about people who read that book by denigrating you. Um, but it's interesting uh-huh, that you would have that. Okay. Well, you, yeah. Sorry. All right. Well, Sorry. everybody in the Huntsville metropolitan area, if you're looking for this third book in the Twilight series, please note that it will be available to you tomorrow at your nearest thrift store. Exactly. Porch pickup <laughs> if you want. You can come just pick it up from my house. <laughs> um, another one that I have tried to read and put down over and over is On the Road by Jack Kerouac. And I really want to read this one because I bought it at the famed City Lights bookstore. Oh, how awesome is in that? In San Francisco. And I just, I like to round out that coolness factor by actually reading it and liking it. But right. it is so, I mean, you have to. It's so damn boring. One book that I thought I would love, but I didn't, was Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children by Ransom Riggs. Okay, first off, just the name himself. Ransom Riggs. That's just a cool name. It is a cool, yeah, it's a cool pen name. I mean, I feel like he should be like a football player or something. But anyway. Or a stripper. I love the whole print. <laughs> Fifty Shades to you. Yeah. Um, but I love the whole premise of the story, but it just fell flat in the book. It just didn't feel like it was going anywhere. And the movie was really not that much better. Mm -hmm. You know, that series, um, the next book picks up exactly where this one left off. So mm -hmm. you really have to read them in in close Together. succession. Yeah. Um, or it just doesn't work. And um, I don't remember. I wonder why he didn't put the stories together then i i don't know aren't there there are three or four books in this series aren't there in the series now i think yeah i don't know i kind of i lost interest in it so. yeah yeah and the sound of our cheering fans means it is time once again for listener comments Okay, guys, you guys are now going to be able to leave us a voice message for me and Carmen. What? What? Exactly. It is on our website, www.bubblybibbly.com. Go to the contact page, and right below there, you can see you can record a message up to two minutes. Oh, wow. I love that. So we want you guys to let us know what you're what you're thinking, but you can tell us. 
And we're going to play some of that on our podcast. Oh, I love that. Um, and we want to hear anything from you, whether it's what you're reading, exactly. what you're interested in reading, updates on your book club, a new cocktail you've discovered, or maybe you want to show the world how much of a beer snob you are. You know, let us hear from you. And Yay. I really hope we get some good um Good play Comments. on this, you know, because I I really yeah. want to hear from a lot of our Let listeners. Let us know what you're, what the fuck is this book doing on my bookshelf? So always check us out on Facebook and Instagram. There's also a weekly feature called Would You Rather Wednesday. We also have monthly requests to post your pictures of the titles that you've been reading that month and more. Yeah, we really do a lot on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we do. I really love when people reply to those. And, uh, you know, it kind of seems like um, that's dwindling a little bit. So, hey, listeners, go and be sure you uh, just pop something in there for us. And it encourages Rachel and me. And it just makes yeah, us feel like you're out there. Yeah, at least let us know. Exactly. And at least let us know what you're reading. Post a picture of the book you're reading. We yes. love that. Um, and don't forget to visit www.bubblybibbly.com. You can get some very cool merchandise. You can take advantage of the discount offered by our wine sponsor, War King, and read some new reviews that I posted. And while you're wondering why a book is on your shelf, remember that Vince Lombardi, go Go Packers, said, the measure of who we are is what you do with what we have. 